Hey, Hound Dogs, I'm David Hankins. I'm Paul Hankins. I'm Trevor Hankins. I'm Rachel Wells. And I'm Julia Cannon. And you're on the air with Power Squared. Uh, This week is our comic book book club. Comic book club. If I could just say it right. (laughs) Uh, We all read Laura Olympus. Which was Julia's idea. Hey. (laughs) So, Julia, explain yourself. Okay, listen. I have to say for yourself. Yeah, so... <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so my reasoning for picking this was mainly just because it was the main thing on my brain when we were thinking of, like, what to read. Mm. And when you were asking me what to read, it was like... The, I'm like, I just looked around going, okay, what should you read? <laughs> this is the only book that was in front of me at the time. Sure, why not? I haven't read it in a while. Okay. Fair so, enough. So, um, <laughs> do you want to tell us what the book is about? For people who have not read it, and for those okay. of us that read it a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> you see, the problem is I get the premise, but my, my brain is very terrible with names, so bear with me. <laughs> you can be vague. You, it's didn't, okay. you yeah. didn't learn about Greek mythology in school? I yeah. did, but remember, remember, we you guys we got, you guys got the gist about the whole American school system. You didn't think I'm going to remember? No, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, oh, that's God. on you somewhat, but yeah. <laughs> Listen, have you been to? Okay, uh, sorry. Yeah, I have. <laughs> okay, so pretty much it's like modern, like uh, Rachel says, like modern Greek mythology, mm-hmm. for the most part. And it pretty much starts off with, like, starting off with um, how Hades and uh, believe it's Persephone. If I remember the name. God, awesome. <laughs> sorry, I'm very terrible when it comes to names. <laughs> like, I'm with like you. And how they and like how they interact for the most part and pretty much like their like their two sides of the story of like how their lives divulge and how their stories will connect. Okay, that's the vague part. In case anyone actually wants to read it and figure it out for themselves. <laughs> how did you uh, hear about it? Um, funny enough, uh, like at first it was through like a Facebook ad and like a few other ads in itself because I used to because um I I used to be like a super avid reader of webtoon. Mm-hmm. And Lore Olympus was one of the stories that was like always like shown to me aside from amongst other ones. So when I decided to bite the bullet and just like give it a go and like the story looked interesting and I liked the art style because like I kinda like the type of like messy like type of aesthetic. Yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I really like the aesthetic of Lore Olympus. It's so so different from anything I've ever read. Just yeah. the, um colors the shape language the way they what do you how do you call it the way they innovate on the comic and even the webtoon template is super interesting to read yeah okay paul you got an opinion <laughs> yeah recall for as i recall for this we only read like the first uh 10 chapters <laughs> Well, I read into it a little further than that, if you can see. Yeah. But anyway. How many, um, I've been reading it online. How many chapters does the book have? Oh. Yes, I lost track after, like. <laughs> uh, the book contains the first 25 episodes. Well, okay, I've, I've read up to 33. So <laughs> on once my again, own time. you've gone above and beyond the assignment. <laughs> 
This is twice right. in a row. This is not looking good. <laughs> it's engrossing. I like we, it. <laughs> so anyway, we were talking about the artwork. Yeah. 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 Uh, I thought it was. I thought the art style was. Uh, I thought the the art style fit the story it was telling. Like pretty well. Yeah, I was. I uh, you know. I was I was more intrigued at the beginning. And honestly, the more I read, the little less I got intrigued. But <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also I also by the way listened to that I started listening to that podcast you recommended around Halloween. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah, and I got like oh. ten chapters into it, and then I was looking ahead like year one wrap up. Oh, I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay if it makes you feel any better. I skipped that. I just skipped the wrap up once and just continue on with the story. Considering oh. I just binge watched the entire thing. It was it was hard to it was hard to listen to because every every time I'm trying to listen to it on the phone, I either get like a notification or a message or you know someone's calling. And I'm like, ah, all right. Oh, anyway. I turned those off years ago. Okay. Well. <laughs> Anyway, honestly, I, the way I see it, some—I mean, any story is going to have some lull, some parts that are more exciting, some parts that are less exciting. Yeah. Um, whether or not that's um, indicative of like the writer's skill level, um, I did—I did feel like there was a little bit of a lull as we got closer to chapter ten, especially when it comes up. My, my main criticism of those first chapters was that Persephone like doesn't really have much character to her compared to everyone else. Yeah. But then I feel but, like she really starts to come into her own more as the story goes on. So now I'm really starting to enjoy it more. Yeah, I think for me it's like, um, like here's the thing. Don't get me wrong. I know like when it comes to story writing, like conflict and just like uneasiness is always going to be a thing, and it has to be a thing for a story to progress. Mm -hmm. But like, does anyone ever have that feeling when like before it even happens, you like used to start reading into it, and you're just like. Oh no! This person's about to screw up, whether they know it or not. Yeah. Or yeah. she's yeah. about to hit the fan. I'm just like, I know I have to read this to get context, but I also don't want to read it. God damn! Yeah. Obviously, I read through it, but it's like one of those things where I'm like, oh no! That's foreshadowing, baby. And it, I, that's the well. thing. I'm just like, it's like what it's like this. That's what happened to me whenever I was like reading Laura Olympus too. I'm just like, oh no, also no. Just remembering the small hints of like just Greek mythology and how screwed up it could be. I'm just like. Yeah. Oh yeah. dear, oh dear. And then adding with it being modern, I'm like, how much you want to, why do I want to assume that like a lot of this stuff is just going to be a shit ton of miscommunication and it's going to be funny and sad at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the thing that gets me about any kind of, any basically any kind of mythology, Greek, whatever else, all the family members are getting funky with each other <laughs> always it's a common theme across all cultures and i'm like why why is it why did y'all write this shit what's going through your mind here's a question why was it taught in school no, i'm kidding because <laughs> um especially because because the liberals were taking over the school <laughs> okay technically persephone's father is zeus which would make hades her uncle the one thing i mainly remember for greek but the, like i know this is just like I know it's not entirely fact, but every time I just think of it, I'm just like, so Zeus is everyone's father, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> Isn't it? I mean, it's if you think about it, though, I mean, like, <laughs> you can't, I mean, gods only would, you know, kind of mate with gods, you yeah. know, and it's sort yeah. of like royal families, if you look at, you know, the history of royal families, they're all related because they all intermarried because they're the only people they could, you know, were up to their snuff or whatever. Yeah, yeah so, I mean, exactly. 
yeah, I agree. It's you know weird, but I, it's I like think, strange to our modern sensibilities. <laughs> yes. Mm. I, was gonna, I was gonna say with uh, Greek mythology, a lot of what I learned is kind of from God of War. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would have been helpful to have had sort of a primer in Greek mythology. Probably. Yeah, because I mean, I wasn't sure about all the relationships and. They, some of them kind of look a little bit like the others. I'm like, oh, what is that? So, I mean, if they're all related, it makes sense, right? <laughs> yes, it does. But, um... Character, character, like design-wise, there is a flaw. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but I read 20 that... chapters of it. Uh, let's see. Uh, according to Webtoons, there is about 218. Oh. Good for them. Yeah. Trevor's going to say something. Uh, you know, say with the with the visual style, uh, I think is like making each character a solid color sort of works for it because it makes it easier to tell them apart. Yeah, like, at a true. glance. Yeah. But uh, I'll admit, uh, because they because they made Hades blue, I ended up half thinking of like the Disney version. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sometimes I would imagine, for some reason, I would imagine James Wood's voice. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes when I imagine it, hey, that actually fits. <laughs> it's interesting because um, it's interesting the way cultural mythoses or whatever, um, they all have similar ideas. They kind of they branch different ways with them. Like, lots of cultures have a kind of hell or yeah. kind of afterlife yeah but um you know the christian afterlife like the hell and the greek the ancient greek underworld are two very different places right and i guess when i envision like an underworld i think of like fiery like torture because i was raised in a judeo-christian society but um and i guess i would envision like the, the head of of hell to be like a red creature like satan but then um hades the head of the underworld seems to be consistently like a kind of blue character which i just find very fascinating and then you see um in laura olympus in particular you see like the world that rachel smith has built the underworld into is this like glittering city and uh i just really like the way she's taken this iconic mythos and turned it into something modern and something just unlike Unlike any any kind of other Greek adaptation I've ever seen before. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I can't <dispute> that. <laughs> you read ahead, so I don't know. <laughs> uh, I mean, what is you seem to know something about Greek mythology? So, what is what is Hades in Greek mythology? Ver I mean, the underworld versus. A fire and brimstone hell of your Judeo-Christian upbringing. <laughs> well, it's a lot cooler, you know. Like, um, you know, like what we're, what we're used to, like hell being like it's you know it's fiery, it's hot. Then um, the underworld is supposed to be like a whole bunch of nothing. Mm -hmm. It's just straight up nothing, right? Of course, in um, Lore Olympus, it's not quite nothing. <laughs> yeah. But um, it kind of has that same feel where it's there's stuff going on but it's 
it's kind of like a cool, chill place almost. I would like to think over the years, like Katie's finally finally said yes to a suggestion box, and that's why they have everything so modern and dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing I like is that um, I can't remember how much they showed in chapters one through ten, but um, they show the the older gods like Hera and Zeus making their way through time. So they haven't always looked like the mod their modern selves. That at some point you see them looking like actual ancient Greek people. And then as they move through time, they take on like Victorian fashion and then eventually like um like thirties and forties fashion and I just find that really fun. <laughs> they gotta keep up with the times as they say. It's true. They're very fashionable people. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, when you're a god you're do whatever you want to do, I guess. Yeah. I think that's what I like, if, if not just Lore Olympus, like whenever there's like a premise or like um, sort of some sort of mythology that's like taking a modern take, I kind of like, I really like seeing like how like someone would draw like them, like say how they would look like in 2020 or like whatever. So it's yeah, like, obviously yeah. they're not, not everybody, they're not going to be wearing toga for like thousands and thousands of years. They, they're going to adapt and it's kind of nice to see like what sort of like fashion sense they would take from whichever or what kind of trends they would take part of me wonders if like actual gods would just like stop keeping track at one point it's just like oh, i lost track of fashion in 1870 i'm too like, tired for this shit like i'm just gonna be portrayed as an old soul and call it a day leave me alone please <laughs> <laughs> like, leave me alone like leave me alone with my crocs and my <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be so you change it so yeah. quickly. I'd rather just stick with my pocket watch. <laughs> <laughs> or like maybe it's one of those times where like where they start going into the trends and then they realize that like people are going back like wearing like the like the like the flare pants or just going back into 90s fashion. I'm like, "Why are we going back to the 90s? What, what? I thought we were progressing." <laughs> <laughs> but, but you think about it. It's true. The way fashion goes, their closets would always be stocked, right? Cuz they you're always going back to the fashion. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> it actually be really, feeling... it would be really cheap for them to keep up cuz they've already bought it. So. Or it's going to be a thing of like, "Hades, what the hell? This is like your third pair of khakis white like there's like your 1500 <laughs> pair of khakis. Why do you have so many? <laughs> like listen, listen, listen. This one's from this from this one was like safely made. I'm just like, bro, they're the same thing. What do you mean? <laughs> uh, since uh, I was flipping through the first ten chapters again, uh, I thought it was in. I guess it made sense that uh, Hades was a dog person. <laughs> oh, yes. Aww. That was like my favorite. I knew it was just the beginning. I knew it was just the beginning, but that was like my favorite scene. It's just like, it's like, here, let me try. Good doge. <laughs> just like, oh, no. All the puppies. All the puppies. I mean, not gonna lie, I would do the same thing that she did. And this is like, if there's like, a, I would, if there was like a big vicious dog, I would try to, I would try to befriend it. Like, no questions asked. <laughs> oh yeah, she managed that really easily. Sorry. But more importantly, which dog are you? I'm the small one. <laughs> the small white one. <laughs> I would need to look again. Yeah. Later. Sorry, Later. All right. Anything else we want to talk about with this? Now, there's, there, she's got volume. I know she has volume three out, right? Why is more? I think volume two. Wait, it was. Vol yeah. I thought volume two was the most recent one. Season I, or I saw a post where it was. She had a picture of volume three. Did she though? 
She's keeping it from you. Oh, I wasn't supposed to tell you. That's right. Darn. <laughs> Don't Thanks for Julia. being the rat now. <laughs> you told us not to tell Julia. Yeah, I forgot. I That's forgot. fair. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Now she'll but, never uh, talk to me. I, I know we've only read like a fraction of how many chapters are out, but um, I'm really excited to keep reading through the story and finding out more about this this interesting world that Rachel Smith has made, and just especially because um, I don't know what it looks like in the books but occasionally on the online chapters they she comes out with like concept art mm. and it's super interesting to see how it's all developed you know yeah. so were you reading this on the web yeah on um what is it webtoon yeah webtoon webtoons.com as opposed yeah. to actually buying the book the way oh, okay. <laughs> it's called a book club not a <laughs> web club just so you know I'm too cheap for that. <laughs> I'll give them my ad money. <laughs> well, you know, going <laughs> forward, we're going to have a problem. All right. So we know Rachel can't afford anything. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. So is there anything else about Laura Olympus? Or so how far have you read into this, uh, Julia? Um... It's just more of a recap. I remember I stopped at one point because, um, honestly, when it comes to me and webtoons, like it's something I will pick up and then like drop again. So, like, I honestly cannot remember where I stopped for the life of me. <laughs> so, I've just been recapping. Okay. And Rachel's in, into what, what chapter are you? Like chapter thirty-three or something. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm alternating between catching up with this and catching up with Spy Family. Because oh. <laughs> I can't decide which one I want to catch up with first. Okay. I think that's kind of reading material. I think that's kind of the downside of living like in an era where we have like a lot of content because you don't know where to stop with something or where to end with something or yeah. if you should pick up something else or. There's too much to read. I yeah. think that's like it's that's why it's like I think it's like hard for like some people where it's like they don't know what where to where to put <laughs> their I guess their um like their brain cells into in terms of like which <laughs> end to get into or which story to get into. <laughs> there's too much to read, and too much to watch. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. 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 It's impossible. And that and that's why I just let my parents use my Hulu account. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Uh, about Laura Olympus? No, no. Rachel? I want to say my favorite character is Artemis. <laughs> I think mainly because she's my favorite, um, what is it? She's my favorite Greek god. She's freaking awesome. She's the goddess of, like, nature and stuff and the moon. Is, isn't it who they named the uh, new moon rocket after? I think they did, yeah. yeah she's Apollo's, Apollo's nephew. Oh, yeah, Apollo. twin. Apollo's twin. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Shoots straight or something like that. I'm glad that she's Persephone's roommate because she's like the, the funky best friend. <laughs> yeah, like stands there as a rock, but also isn't afraid to have a little fun. <laughs> <laughs> Does everybody else have a favorite Greek god? 
I haven't really thought about it personally, I but uh. <laughs> I think just for like just because I've just been doing a recap of it, like for for now, it's just like Persephone because like I'm a sucker for like the cinnamon roll characters. Like I know there isn't a lot of like depth in her, however, it's just like I've I've always just been like a sucker for either. It's like I'm either a sucker for the cinnamon roll character or like the unhinged tyrant of the story, and there's no in between. So we're going <laughs> to cinnamon roll for right now. You're, you're saying the word cinnamon roll? Yes. yes. What does that mean? Yeah, she's a cinnamon like precious, roll. Like precious child, like precious character. Like they're yeah. like too good for this world. Okay. Too innocent. Right. It's from the onion. There's an onion headline that goes like, <laughs> "Precious cinnamon roll, too good for this world." Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't familiar. For example, <laughs> Mo for example, in my eyes, Mocha is a cinnamon roll to some extent. <laughs> too good for this world. Okay. There. She is too good for this world. So you think she's too good for Marty? Is that what you're trying to say? Yes. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. Hmm. Listen, you know why. <laughs> what? I'm like, listen, you know why. <laughs> She's, she's like she's like a kind of innocent character, you know. Yeah. No, she's I, innocent about yeah, her. Yeah, I feel like with Mocha, like if you were to give her a like a, a boba tea, like a milk tea with boba, she would be very, very easily amazed by it, like happy kid, go lucky. Yeah. <laughs> but that's different than too good for Marty. Wow. <laughs> hey, they can be, go inside. <laughs> and you want to be the artist, huh? <laughs> well, hmm, all right. <laughs> Isn't it good that I have at least a bias for one character? That's fine. I, I'm impressed that you like a character that I helped create that much. <laughs> also, I, I well, this could also... I'm also, like, a sucker for, like, a purple, so... Uh... Oh. That's true, the purple. Yeah. Well, it's supposed to be violetized, like this Taylor supposedly has. <laughs> That's where it came from. Mm. Um... Not that I was a huge Liz Taylor fan, but that's it was it seemed unique kind of eye color. Right. Yeah. This is why we chose it. <laughs> okay. Uh so if we're done with Lore Olympus. Uh, I think it was my turn to pick the yes. book club. Yeah. So I have uh I actually have four options like next to me based Ooh. on depending on what Okay, let we... me check my bank account real quick. <laughs> Like, depending on if we wanted to do manga or uh, western comic. Ooh. Do I, just, do I just say what they are? Or? Yeah, show yeah, us. Yeah, read them out for us. Show us, show us. Alright, so uh, for manga, uh, one option is uh, we have the house husband. I have that one! <laughs> I've read that one. Alright. Okay. Uh, and the other manga option was. Uh, Tamamo Chan's a fox. Ooh. Ooh, I've never heard of that one. Interesting. Uh, Tell us about it. I can read off the blurb on the back. That's good. Uh, Fushimi Tamamo is a fox from the Inari Shrine in Kyoto who longs to try high school life. She transforms into a human girl. While she thinks she's nailed her disguise, she's a little fur furrier than she realized. Adults don't seem to notice, and her classmates pretend not to, but Tamamo is definitely shaking up their ordinary high school life. <laughs> Sounds like some furry shit. <laughs> Interesting. <Yeah>. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> and I, I, Chaos I, ensues, and I love it. Yeah. Yeah, the critique furry shit. Okay. Uh, and then for like Western comics, I have uh, Lock and Key. 
Ooh. And uh, stray dogs. Ooh. That was Ooh. one of that was one of my Ooh. options last time. Let's <laughs> go. Yeah. Oh, so, I think he's coming back. Any of those. Hmm. Do we want to vote on what we read, or do we want Paul to pick? Or are <laughs> or these available online for Rachel? Yeah. Or I what mean, we could do is I can always find them somewhere. Good. Or what we can do is I do have a D four on here, and if you guys tr if you guys you trust me, I could just roll it. <laughs> oh, trust you. Uh, no. <laughs> okay, then we're not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole different thing. Trust. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you trusted us with keep talking and nobody explodes. So. True. <laughs> and that was kind of a mistake because we get kept exploding right now. It's good. <laughs> hey, listen, that was on Rachel, not me. <laughs> oh, we're turning. Oh, wow. Jeez. Oh, no. And this is who you wanted to choose? No, okay. So do you have a D4? So do you want to do that or do you want to pick? Because uh, nobody obviously you can't vote. So. <laughs> well, I was going to go based on like how we uh, felt about any of the options. Uh, if we can't decide, we could do random. <laughs> We'd have to assign. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> you can't roll it and go four and go, oh, that's this one. <laughs> I mean, to make it more interesting, we I can roll a d20 and we can just figure out the numbers from there. <laughs> uh, well, honestly, thinking about it, um, lock and key seems like... Um, I'm, you know, I'm always, I'm biased towards manga, and I do love Wave the House Husband, but I haven't read Lock and Key yet, and I know it's like one of the, the classics, like it was adapted into a show. Yeah. So part of me is leaning towards Lock and Key. But you can't watch the show. Say you read it. I think it was canceled, right? Maybe. Or am I wrong? I it was Netflix, that. wasn't it? Yeah, it's Netflix. Yeah. I figure if a comic gets a show, it got it has to be somewhat good, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how do you feel, Julia? Um. Yeah, I'm down for that one. All right. So, uh, lock and key. That's two votes for lock and key. <laughs> I'm voting for because yeah. we already have it. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... You already have all of them, so you would have wanted for either. I know. So they're all fine by me. Yeah, what we should do, though, honestly, one. is pick. At some point, not we'll do lock and key, but at some point we should pick a book that none of us have read and don't have and actually read it, as opposed to only like one. <laughs> what? What? Uh, like, I was like, are you? Wait, are you saying like we should all pick? Like in the future, we should all pick a book we all haven't read before. Or? One book that yeah, you know, not, not okay. read five books, but read one book that we haven't read. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I read this. I read this. I read this. Uh, so with lock and key, we only need to read uh, volume one or the okay. Club. It's called Welcome to Lovecraft. Lovecraft is the name of the town. Okay. Hey, yo, Rachel, this one might be for you if you have Prime, it's free. Oh. <laughs> you mean the, the show? I'm sorry, I had to bring that joke for a full circle. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> wait, 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 I'm asking for serious now. Do you mean it's the book is for free or the show? No, the, the book. <laughs> Ooh, but it's okay. a, like a Kindle it version. It just does of include. It says if you because because I'm a Prime member. It says included with your membership. Read for free. So if oh, you have a Prime membership, if you don't want to support <laughs> the writer, yeah. 
Well, that you can afford. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I had to bring that joke full circle. <laughs> kind of prefer, I prefer physical books most of the time. I mean, I do read, you know, obviously I read comics online. But yes. If I can find it somewhere like that. Yeah. Okay. So uh, lock and key. Yeah. So I guess I'll mention while I'm holding this copy in my hand that I managed to get it signed by uh, Joe Hill and Gary. Hey, let's go. Oh, rad. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't know if well, you can see the gold. Uh... <laughs> that, is, oh, that is cool. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah. All right. And how long do we want to take to read it? Um, it's we're awesome. coming up on the end of the year. So maybe we, we can save it for January, like beginning of January. Mm. Yeah, because I think we established we probably shouldn't do another podcast or anything this month just because of the holidays and everything, right? Well, no, yeah. kind of November or December. We're doing a podcast every week, but <laughs> um, you know. I think we, she meant um, a team meeting. Oh, might be tricky maybe. at the end of this month. Yeah, we already kind of filmed, uh, rec- excuse me, recorded something for next <laughs> Friday. <laughs> We okay. were actually doing a uh, panel at LA Comic Con. Mm. Oh yeah, right. December. Yeah. yeah, December fourth, and I'm moderating a panel, and we're going to talk about Power Squared and delegates and Pablo the Gorilla. <laughs> and so Pablo we had a we had a meeting with the the panelists who are going to be there hopefully, and uh, we're we're going to use that for next week. Yeah. So. Awesome. Oh, wait, you said you guys are going the 4th? We're on the 4th, yeah. Oh, cool, I'm not working. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're not on the panel list because I had to tell them in, like, October. <laughs> and they didn't set the time until. But, uh, yeah, if you, if you actually download the L.A. Comic Con app, you'll find us listed on Sunday at 11 o'clock. Under the Radar mm-hmm. is the name of it. Yeah. Okay. So we'll get a little. Awesome! That's exciting. Yeah, it's kind of scary for me. <laughs> I kind of feel like the dog that caught the car. You know. We <laughs> believe in you. We believe in you. Don't oh. believe in yourself. Believe in the us that believes. In you. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be kind of weird. I mean, I I sort of had the idea at Comic Con because it's like everything's either. And we use this in the little introduction. Everything is sort of how to or spotlight on famous people. You know, mm. and there's really nothing in between. And there's a lot of people that do books that don't make it to comic book stores. They're still available, but you're not going to get a panel about them. So I just thought it'd be kind of. Yeah. And there probably could have been 100 people up there, but we'd actually had met, we had actually met one of them in person and two of them, okay, one of them, they've both been on our, this show. And then we've actually met Don in person, Don Wynn and. Tina Sess Award are going to be on the panel, as well as Trevor and Paul, and maybe Ben Lee if he decides to show up. Yeah. So, who's also a co-creator of Delegates. Nice. Yeah. And that's a great idea. Like you're doing something like a panel that's a little bit different from the norm, and um, you know, there's a lots there's lots of comics out there that just don't get seen by the right eyes. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm excited so. for you. <laughs> I have a feeling it's going to be like a really small crowd showing up, but we'll see how it goes. I don't think it's a very big room. 
and we're up at you know I think one of the things that we at least were up against at one time was a spotlight of William Shatner so I don't know. <laughs> I manifest for a full house okay <laughs> I don't know <laughs> so until next time I'm David Hankins and I'm Paul Hankins I'm Trevor Hankins I'm Rachel Wells and I'm Julie Cannon and you've been on the air with Power Squared bye bye <laughs>